Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is Live Bet Saturday here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside out there in Chicago. I think we're going to do all NBA today, right? I think we're going to do three hours of this. Terrence Ross just got bought out. I don't know if you guys saw this. That's going to be a massive piece for the Phoenix Suns to go after. No, uh, it is Super Bowl Saturday. We have a lot to get to when it comes to Super Bowl 57. Uh, our own insights on the deal. I mean, I haven't really, I've, I haven't been on a lot this week at all. So uh, I get to kind of expound on what I think. I know we got the Pro Football Betting Podcast that Danny, you're a part of. Uh, so I know that you've got some thoughts on what Super Bowl 57 is going to be like. So let's get started with um, just where we're at at this point right now. And I wanted to start general and we'll get a little bit more granular as the show moves along. We've got three hours to talk about this. Where we're at right now with Super Bowl 57, a total and spread perspective over at BetMGM. Right now we're sitting at one and a half in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. The total right now on the board sitting at 50 and a half. The total, I think, is the real story now at this point uh, where this is going to get to and where it's going to end up by the time we get to kickoff as is, uh, it has been, steadily climbing throughout and uh, at some spots now at 51. But Danny, as we stand right now, and for those who are watching and listening around the country, these few days are important because this is when a vast majority of the handle starts to come in. Our own Ben Fox, you can check him out on Twitter. There's a BFox22. I think that is the official Twitter handle. I'll make sure that is uh, absolutely correct. But if yeah, BFox22 up on Twitter. If you notice, Danny, over the last couple of days, all of a sudden we're starting to get, right, hey, Million-dollar bet here, $1.5 million here. This is where we're going to start to see the action come in in the next few days, and this is where the market is going to start to get shaped here over the next couple of days. Yeah, and really the biggest movement we saw naturally was from the opener to right after that, and then it's been barely moving back and forth. But like you're saying, this is when you're going to start seeing those alterations really take effect. Everybody's coming into town. It's the weekend. Uh, you're leading up into it, and most people, in terms of your general betters, probably don't get a lot of their bets in until this weekend. And as we know, the Super Bowl is really the big event where the public can't sway in terms of where this line goes because of the volume of bets that they do receive. So uh, I know you and I, we've had plenty of picks already dished out the past couple of weeks. We discussed our side a little bit last week. I'm curious to see if you've had anything that you've added to the mix, but I do want to ask you one thing here that mm. I know we'll kind of expound on this more so throughout the show, I'm sure, but I've had people ask me this, and when I've talked to people about it, like Matt Humans and Mike Palm, it seems like the answer kind of differs depending on who you ask naturally, but uh, by the time we get to kickoff, where do you think this line is going to close? Because our colleague Matt Humans 
he has the 40 to one ticket on the Eagles to win the whole thing. And in an ideal world for him, he's hoping that some book for just a second may touch three and he can hedge a little bit. The chances it happens. Yeah, probably not going to happen. Uh, Mike was saying that he thinks this thing probably closes around one in favor of Philly, something like that. Uh, not saying Matt thought it was going to close at three. He's just hoping for that variance that maybe it would get there by the time that we were at kickoff. So the point is, I guess, how much of a difference do we see from where the number is now, do you believe, to the time leading up until kickoff? I think it's going to move toward Kansas City. Um, I will say that. Whether it's like, you know, one, as Mike mentioned, or even pick, uh, I would think that that is where it's going to head. I don't think it's going back toward the Philadelphia Eagles. I think part of the market move at the beginning of this whole thing, right when uh, the AFC and NFC Championship games were set, a lot of that had to do with the Chiefs coming out of that game pretty injured. And then you look at the uh, what the injury report coming <laughs> coming into the game, and it's actually the Eagles who only have one guy listed on the injury report. The Chiefs don't have any. Mm-hmm. Um, so this Chiefs team, I think, is a little bit healthier than the market thought it was going to be heading into this game. Um, so I would say, like, uh, I've been asked this already, too. My official guess, I'll say, I think this closes pick by the time we get to kickoff tomorrow. All right. Yeah, I get that. And I, you know, I'm kind of thinking, though, we're going to get a little bit of resurgence to the Philadelphia side before it starts eventually getting back to Casey. That would have been my guess, at least in terms of just, you know, the influx of people coming into town. And I feel like Philly's more that popular team in terms of the public. Right. So you'd get a lot more money on Philly and then you'd kind of get some of that significant action coming back on Kansas City and forcing that to close either Philly one or close to a pick. I'd probably if I had to guess would still say Philly won, but uh, look, it's going to be close to a pick or one, and at that point, I feel like you just go money line either way. Uh, From a totals perspective, where are you at with how this game is going to be played? So this is kind of funny. I was talking about this on uh, one of the other shows I do bet on Chicago, and I was saying that I really have had no interest in this total, but again, if I'm like having to play it, JVT, now the fact that this has gotten up to 51 at a lot of books, I think I would actually consider looking at the under. Now, I do like Kansas City in this game, and my correlation that I'm thinking is if Kansas City wins this game, it's probably there's probably a better chance it's going to be a shootout. So it's kind of like I'm contradicting myself. Um, if you do like Philadelphia, though, I feel like this has a chance to be the lower scoring game because if Philadelphia is going to control the rock, control the tempo, they're going to do it with the ground effort. And that should give them the advantage against a pretty mediocre run defense in Kansas City. So if they are having success in that regard and Kansas City isn't making adjustments, I assume that the Eagles are going to be eating up substantial amounts of the clock by having success in that ground attack thus leading this game to be more on the lower scoring side of things. So, look, I like Kansas City, and like I said, if they win, I feel like it has a chance of being a little bit higher scoring. So I didn't end up playing it. The reason that I leaned under now is just because it's moved so much up to 51. And especially out of the gates, too, JVT, you typically see some of these teams being a little bit more conservative. you got to get some of the adrenaline out of the way, maybe not as much for the experienced Kansas City team that have been in this situation two times already, but for the Eagles and Sirianni and everybody on that team who has all those beginning of the game flusters, you don't want to be the first person to make that huge mistake. So I think it starts off a little bit slower scoring more than normal games. Yeah, I think uh, I'm. Uh, my thought is under, I think for our VEASAN uh, picks, which are up on the website, by the way, VEASAN.com, you can check that out for every single person uh, at the network and others. I went uh, 23 to 17, I think was my official score, somewhere in that range uh, for this game. I I went with the under, as you can clearly tell there. Uh, And also to play it, I've mentioned this before to you, um, but one of my favorite things, we'll sprinkle our best bets and like things that we have bet from a props perspective and uh, some other little angles here. But one of the favorite things I like to do is play the total on those index props. So for example, I bet Super Bowl total points 44 to 49 and uh, total points 50 to 55. That's plus 385 and plus 425 respectively. Uh, kind of floating in the nexus right of this total and where it's at right now. Look, if you believe that these numbers are pretty tight at this point of the season, which I believe to be the case, uh, it's a fun way to kind of sweat out the total in a different fashion to get some plus money prices out of it as opposed to uh, betting, you know, over or under just a specific number. Um, you know, it's a Super Bowl. You want to have a little bit of fun. So I tend to think, Danny, that this is going to be a lower scoring game, but playing that within, I think it's like 10 points either way when I'm looking at there, right? You know, 44 wow. to 55 points um, that I expect this to fall within. Uh, myself for the way that I bet this total. I like that a lot, actually, because I usually don't look at that type of bet necessarily, but I know you have a couple times 
Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, plus 385 and plus 425, I right. think is what you said from that with from 44 to 55. I think I might jump in on that with you, honestly, because I think the score I had was like Kansas City 27, Philadelphia 20. But I, I'm kind of with you. Like if it goes under, I don't think it's going to be like an incredibly low scoring game. They're still going to be able to manage to get points. And then if it goes over, I don't think it's going to be like 30 to 30 necessarily type of thing where it goes into the 60s. So I like that approach a lot. You're giving yourself a lot of room and you're getting plus money on both bets. So it's, yeah, he got the 10 point area to fall into. And I think I might hop in on that with you. I like that. Yeah. The uh, what's it called? The so the, the, the fun part, the, the best part to do it is the Chiefs and 49ers Super Bowl. Uh, the total, I think, moved four points. I don't remember where it was. Uh, but there were a few shops that actually hung up that exact total move as part of their mm-hmm. index prop. So, like, for example, the total opened up, like, 47 and went to 51. 47-51 was an option uh, at, like, one book. And, again, that's not the exact mm-hmm. one, but that's just, a, like, a, just an exp- uh, a, a uh, wow, what's the word I'm looking for? An example. It's early in the morning. That's why I got <laughs> caffeine. Um, but you can get that. I got that. At, like, it was, like, plus 425 or somewhere in that range, right? So everybody's, like, shooting for middles and doing that stuff. And, like, yeah, oh, you could just play that for 425 and have some fun. And it fell right. right on the number, you know? So you, you want to look at different ways. And I think that's what we'll kind of bring to the table here over the next few hours is, is different ways to attack these games. You know, before you and I have discussed the, um, I think it was Chiefs-Jags, right? The mm-hmm. Circa and other spots, because it's, you know, playoff games, you get a little bit more on the board. You can lay eight and a half, nine with the Chiefs, or you can find an index prop that says Chiefs seven to ten uh, and get that at a small plus price. And you can find that elsewhere, too. So it's just little fun and different ways to attack a, a, a traditional side of betting in terms of total. So I, I figured it's something I think I do now every Super Bowl since that Chiefs and uh, 49ers Super Bowl, and it's been relatively successful. Yeah, and again, if you're not really familiar with it, the point that you like it too with JVT saying is you're getting a big amount of plus price on each bet. So even if you're losing one naturally, you're going to be making enough on the other to cover that and then still win some. So if you're undecided about the total and you do think it's going to fall right in that area, that's a great way to look at it. And I didn't even consider it personally because I just didn't have that much interest in this total from the handful of props that I've already delved into and just sweating out the side of Kansas City. But yeah, I think it's worth throwing a little bit on that because now that the number has moved so much, I don't really think there's that much value in betting just the over. Mm -hmm. And look, it's not me saying that, you know, there's no chance it's going to hit the over. Of course it could. But now that you've missed it by about like three and a half points, three points, whatever it may be, something like that. I don't know if it's worth the jump in late, which a lot of people are going to do, JVT, because they're probably going to wake up tomorrow morning and realize they want to bet points for this game and bet it to the over and get a worse number. Mm-hmm. All right, so where we stand now, Eagles, one and a half point favorite. Again, total uh, 50 and a half over at BetMGM. As we go throughout this, we're going to tack a lot of different props uh, and where we're at from um, you know our own wagers. Uh, on the other side, Daddy, I wanted to kind of break down today, like in different sections of the prop menu that's going to be out there, uh, game props, I like player props, which we'll get into plenty today, but I, I like game props quite a bit as well. And, you know, game props as in, uh, you know, coin tosses in there. Uh, but we're talking about first kickoff touchback, uh, first team to score, some of these other things in these uh, game prop markets that I think are really interesting that you can wager on, including one that uh, was was told to me like, hey, I'm betting this. What do you think? And I was like, wow, it's actually a really solid bet that I am going to take myself. We'll tell you what that is when we come back as we roll on. We're just getting started on Live Bet Saturday here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. 
Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Hey, what's up, folks? Remember, big game means big coverage from the Sins. Starting with the Lombardi line, Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, is going to have pregame insights you don't want to miss. Special editions of Follow the Money with Paulie Howard and Mitch Moss. Numbers game with Gil Alexander. Tackle last-second line moves on the game and dive deeper into props. Legendary sports uh, broadcaster Brett Musburger is going to tell you how he is betting the big game on countdown to kickoff as well. Big game Sunday starts at 10 a.m. Eastern right here on v the sports betting network tomorrow. All right, let's continue to roll on here on the Live Bet Saturday. Joining us, Will Hill, VSIN host, contributor over there, about to attend uh, the Stags of Fairfield, huh? You're really into this 10 and 14 team set to go take on Mount St. Mary's later today, or what's going on here? I honestly, I'm not even sure. We're going to one men's game and one women's game. My, my wife went to school there, so we're uh, taking the kids, having a little family day. But there's a betting angle here. I can sit here and maybe I can be. You know, get ahead of the line and live bet if I see something uh, impactful and, and maybe manipulate it a little bit. If I can manipulate these books, these lines, I always will. Okay, so I, I believe the women's game is today, right? Because I don't think they play until tomorrow, Fairfield, like the men's okay. team. So. Not sure they'll have a line for that, but uh, you know, I'll do my best. Okay, all right. For those who are wondering, because I know you all are, he projected a six-point win for the Stags. So uh, maybe you'll have a, a, a very nice time out there with the family tomorrow. All right. So we, I will I will say last time we did one of these things we had a little school function it was the last day of the NFL season 11 in the morning and it was at Quinnipiac which is also in Connecticut there was maybe 250 people in the entire gym and like 15 feet away from me was the coach of Iona who they were playing Rick Patino as they just got absolutely destroyed that if I, I was a little younger and not with my family a different crowd he might have gotten some uh, some good-natured uh, hazing a little bit because he got smoked so <laughs> some of these uh, small schools are fun to watch. I once went to a home run derby out here many, many, many years ago during like a spring training. Uh, you know, as many years ago because Chipper Jones was uh, participating. I was pretty young and some dude was drunk and just razzing Chipper Jones during a uh, off-season like home run derby out at Cashman Field. I feel like that would be Will Hill, um, but I don't want to make any accusations. All right, Super Bowl 57, Will. Uh, let's go big picture first. I've really picked your brain on this a lot. Uh, from just side and or total, what are you looking at here for Super Bowl 57? Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs. I really like the over more than the Chiefs. I'm just of the mindset, you know, give me Mahomes as a dog. I think he'll be relatively healthy. And I know it's been beaten to death. Probably all the talking points have been beaten to death at this point. We spent so much time talking about it. But if you just go through Philly's schedule, you look at the quarterbacks, it's you know Daniel Jones twice. It's Davis Mills. It's Davis Webb. It's Cooper Rush. The few good quarterbacks, it's, uh, you know, it's Heineke, it's Wentz. The few good quarterbacks they faced. Dak put up 40, uh, Goff put up 35, Rodgers put up 33 on that Sunday night game. So 
I think this team can be had in the secondary. They're they're really good on all three levels. Uh, just because they played a soft schedule doesn't mean they're real not really good. They are really good. I just think the Chiefs, if Mahomes is healthy, they're going to get their 27, 30 plus points against pretty much anyone, including the Eagles. So I like the over. I think the Eagles will be able to catch up to a certain extent. I think you know Chiefs are bad in the red zone. Uh, I, I think Sirianni will be aggressive. Short yardage. If he gets, if it's fourth and one from the 16, you're not going to see Jake Elliott. You're going to see that little rugby scrum, and you're going to move the chains, and he's going to try to match sevens with Kansas City. So, I look for a higher scoring game. I'll take the Chiefs plus the one and a half, and, and I like the over here. Should be a good game. Well, I'm with you in terms of the side. I like Kansas City in this game. I mean, getting Patrick Mahomes catching points in this type of environment, it's tough to look the other way. But look, I mean, Philadelphia matches up extremely well with most teams in the NFL and certainly the Kansas City Chiefs. But again, I'm with you on Kansas City. The only thing that I feel like, not the only thing, but a major factor that if Philly's going to win this game, it's going to be because of this. I think it's going to be what they establish on the ground effort in the beginning stages of this game. How do you think Kansas City will be able to counter that defensively? You know, I, I, like I said, I think Philly moves the ball here. I think, you know, Kansas City's not a great defense by any stretch. I do respect Spagnuolo as a defensive coordinator with time to prepare. I think that's probably another little... You know, I don't want to call it an edge for Kansas City in coaching because I actually like Sirianni and his aggressiveness more than Andy Reid. If it's fourth and two from around midfield, I, you know, I know Philly will go for it. You never know with Kansas City. They'll send out that special teams unit sometimes when you think they probably shouldn't. Um, but look, I, I think both teams will move the ball. Um, yeah, I, I just think the, the, the key for Kansas City is just keeping them. Uh, to threes if you can, and keeping them in third and long, fourth and long, where they just can't run that rugby scrum out there on fourth and one and convert those into touchdowns. So, uh, like I said, both teams move the ball. Both teams are going to score. I just think Kansas City probably has a little more. you have anything player prop-wise in the uh, in the pocket? Oh, come on. I mean, this is the Super Bowl. I have uh, How much time do you have? How many segments am I on let's for? Start with anything, start? Let's start with anything Patrick Mahomes related. Over. I bet it early over, and this is you know probably not as helpful now. But just a lesson going forward. Bet these popular players over early. Put that in your pocket. And then look at over what? Over passing yards, over rushing yards? Yeah, yeah, passing yards. Sorry. I I do like the the rushing yards, too. I think that's a little low. uh, With two weeks to to, to rest that ankle, um, he he runs when he needs to, as we saw in the last play for Cincy. So over rushing yards and over passing yards. I I just think, um, like I said, Philly's. Philly can be exposed here in the back end uh, with, with when you look at Rodgers and Goff and all, you know, the good quarterbacks they faced really moved the ball on them. So I'll take Mahomes over passing yards. I got 289 and a half, 294 and a half. My guess is this closes like 305 and a half, 307 and a half. So wow. you still have time to get the best number. I think this will go up, up, up because as we know, recreational betters usually don't start betting until like the day of the game, maybe the day before the game. So if you look an hour before kickoff, you might see a, a better number if you do like the under. Will, are there any type of, aside from the player props, game type of props that you may be betting, whether it's, it's something that there's not necessarily data to back up or something that you like just because of the price you saw, anything that falls under those categories? I took a little stab at uh, Jody Fortson, 60-1 to one to score the first touchdown. And again, just have a little fun with these. It's probably not plus EV. The, the hold on these is is pretty egregious sometimes but i just think a, a lot of attention is going to be on kelsey and for those that don't know and you probably don't fortson is like the third string tight end basketball player type of guy and with all the you know the pass catchers for kansas city sort of banged up all the attention on kelsey andy reed with extra time to prepare i could see like a, a goal line fade a goal line jump ball to fortson so that's a fun one i took uh, i did play Elliot by the way real quick points. for those who are yeah, wondering uh Fortson's last target was December 18th against the Houston Texans so come on can we edit that part out you didn't need to say that that wasn't nice <laughs> keep going keep going I just want to throw it out there if people were wondering he, he, no he has looked, had a couple touchdowns you know, you're yeah. right because he does he he does have two touchdowns but I, I think to me what's more important uh Will is I like to have fun with these right like we get so hardcore in the gambling right. community about like it's got to be plus EV I got to show up yeah. and and bet these over and get my middles like you know what? Sometimes I just want to have like 10 or 20 things to just sweat out and have some fun with. Right. And Jody uh, Fortson scoring a touchdown falls under that umbrella. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you got to have fun with it. Sometimes you throw a pizza bet, you throw 15 or 20 bucks on something like any, Hey, if he gets a goal line target, you get a little uh, rush of adrenaline. Again, you don't want to contribute to the sports books here and just start donating your money. You see, seen lots of crazy things, you know, the Eagles to score exactly four points. You don't want to get too crazy, but if you have one, oh. one small one that has a chance, it's, uh, it's not the end of the world. 
I also did play Elliott under 70 and a half points, the Eagles kicker. No. For the reasons I mentioned, I don't think Philly's going to kick field goals, all things being equal. They're going to go for it. They're going to be aggressive. Um, so, and, and I think the data sort of backs it up, but they just, they don't kick a lot of field goals. So Elliott under seven and a half points is, a, is another one that I played. Uh, anything for MVP that you like here, Will, even if you didn't bet it, is it kind of just the quarterbacks in your mind? I know some of the discourse with Philadelphia has been, well, if there's a team that's going to have a player not be a quarterback, it would be Philly. Do you kind of agree with that sentiment? I do. I think if it's Casey, it's going to be Mahomes. Now, is plus 130 really worth it? You could take plus money on the money line. You could take plus one and a half. I think there's some plus two out there. Are you really, for a few extra cents, is it really worth risking it to turn a, a loss, a, a win into a loss? Just take the Chiefs. I, I know it's not worth it Mahomes-wise, even though he's probably going to win, almost definitely going to win. Like you said, Philly, if anyone can, can steal the MVP from a non-quarterback, it's somebody on Philly just because they have all the pass rushers. They have you know running backs, receivers. Mm. You know Anybody in mind, you know, Goddard, 50 to one, one of the running backs, Reddick, you know, you take your pick, but if you're going to pick somebody, if you're looking to throw a dart, it'd have to be somebody on Philly, I would think. All right, most, uh, what's the uh, the wildest prop you got in pocket? Anything like really out of the box that you have? Got some halftime, some some Rihanna props that uh, ho- hopefully get home. <laughs> I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, Diamonds to be the last song, and I don't even know if I can say Bitch Better Have My Money on the air, but Bitch Better be my, <laughs> bitch better Have My Money first song, I, I got a pretty good number at, so hey, hopefully those cash. We all know that if you don't know if you should say the word, you should say it three times in quick consecutive fashion. <laughs> so, uh, All right, well, we're up against it, but we appreciate it, man, and uh, I think I'll be talking to you next weekend, so... Uh, I don't soon, know buddy. after today. You were kind of mean to me on this hit. I don't uh, know. Look, consider, but somebody, look, before we get, we have 50 seconds to, to also paint a picture here. Before we came on the air, you asked my opinion on something. I gave you my opinion and I got a dismissive. Ah, come on. So yes, that happened. That fair happened. play. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Will. Uh, yeah. Be better. Have my money is not an opener. I think diamonds is actually a sneaky opener uh, as in, instead of a closer, but uh, I'm a big Rihanna fan. I don't know if you know this and for many, many reasons. Uh, all right. <laughs> I have something for you when we come back. Um, I wanted to go through. First off, I have the the game prop that I wanted to throw at you, Danny. I also have a big list of props that have moved and where they have moved. So I wanted to throw a couple of those at you and see if you agree with the uh, the movement and some of these player props and others. And uh, if you're willing to go, because there was one prop out there that I think moved about $2. Uh, we'll tell you what that is and why it did when we come back here on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network. Hey, if you have any questions about betting on the Super Bowl, you know, I've got a futures ticket like our guy Matt Eumanns. Uh, and I think Femi Abebefe also has a uh, Philadelphia Eagles futures ticket. So let's not forget that. Uh, if you're looking for inside unusual props or more, v Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at Article up on the website and can be answered on there as well tomorrow or today. All right. So. Some props, 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 props. We're going to do a lot on props, and you know, it's pretty much just like a three-hour Super Bowl bonanza here for Danny and myself. So first off, because I have teased a couple of things, I want to make sure I you know pay these things off. Uh, the game prop that I wanted to hit you with that I was told like, hey, I was looking at betting this, and I was like, hey, that's actually it's not some a prop I had looked at because there's so many, and one I had really thought of. If I were to tell you, Danny, and maybe you've already talked about this, the uh, jersey number of the player who scores the first touchdown set at 11 and a half, you would go in what direction? I think I'd have to go over on that. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to think Philadelphia wise. I, you like, you have a Philly's good idea. Got a lot of guys Kansas under that. So if it's 11 and yeah. a half, you're talking about, you get AJ Brown. I'll include everybody who could possibly do it. Cause you have no idea. Uh, AJ Brown, Gardner Minshew, uh, Hassan Reddick, right? That counts. Devonta Smith. Uh, Zach Pascal, Darius Slay, and Jalen Hurts. That's for Philadelphia. That would be everybody under that 11.5-point mark. For the Chiefs, this is where you get a little bit more in terms of your options. Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Isaiah Pacheco, Juju Smith-Schuster. Let's see who else we have on here. Carlos Dunlap, if you want to throw that in there. as a a weird defensive touchdown moment. Um, Chad Henney, Ronald Jones, Jarek McKinnon. Those are your options for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, again... Uh, jersey number of the player to score the first touchdown for either team, 11 and a half over or under. Yeah, so obviously then you're kind of, you know, correlating that with who you think is going to have the opportunity to score first. We don't know who's going to get the ball first, but right. 
whose defense do you kind of trust? And yeah, you understand the gist of it, but um, I do. I guess, I, I guess what what is the price on the over under? Did you mention? I believe that? it Sorry was still. Uh, I believe it was picked minus one ten on both sides. It was the last time I looked, so I will uh, double check. So if you're, you could still win with Philly with realistically who like Dallas Goddard would be the main guy you'd get it with. Yep. Uh, Quez Watkins, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, people seem to be infatuated with his props for this game for some reason. Uh, was Miles Sanders over or was he under? Uh, Miles Sanders is over that. That you get twenty six. He's a number twenty six. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, really, I, I guess they go over. Like, because again, I'm already in on the Chiefs, and I think if they score first, it changes Philly's game plan. You get Gainwell as well, by the more, way. So. Should mention Kenneth Gainwell for the uh, yeah. for the Philadelphia Eagles, and then the other names. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes if he runs one in. Kadarius Tony uh, among the wide receivers. Sky Moore if you want to include him. Clyde Edwards-Alaire who's going to be active for this game. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey, the biggest name uh, that would be over eleven and a half. Yeah, over eleven and a half was the was the play. Uh, which is what I was getting at. And I think that uh, 11 and a half would probably be the way that I would go with that as well. Um, it was not one that I had really considered at all. And it was thrown to me. It was like, huh, you know what? That's uh, relatively interesting. And if you look here, uh, if we could throw this up, right? Touchdown props. If we're talking about like any time and whatnot, and you see the numbers that some of the guys posted, like, yes, Jalen Hurts is up there, but like Travis Kelsey, number 87. Miles Sanders, as you mentioned, number 26. Pacheco's under, that would be 10. Um, and A.J. Brown is 11, but you get a lot of different options there. It'd be pretty interesting. It's an interesting prop to sweat throughout the day. It's also part of a props contest that I entered. It was one of the options, but I did go over for jersey number of the first touchdown at 11 and a half. Yeah, I guess I'd lean that way. I mean, you know, if you're if Kansas City's about to score, I, I feel like, again, you, you want to have that number going to the over and they could easily work their way down the field immediately with whatever script that Andy Reid comes up with for Patrick Mahomes and company. So not that I would get involved, but I, I would like the over too. So I'll sweat that one out with you in, uh, in my mindset, right? You know, I'll be rooting for you. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll also hit you with this. I told our audience, I teased this a little bit. There was a prop out there that had moved pretty much like two bucks in terms of yeah. the price. And that actually has to do with the, more about, it has something to do with action, but it has more about uh, personnel availability. Total number of different players to have a rushing attempt. Uh, this was opened up at some spots at eight and a half, shaded to the over at minus one fifty. Uh, now eight and a half over minus three sixty. So that is a, a two dollar twenty or ten cent line move in favor of the over. Now again, some of that had to do with the getting hit on it. The other had to do with Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, being uh, ruled as active for this game. So it just gives you another option of potentially seeing a player with a rushing attempt in this contest. I don't know how much you get involved in things like that, but it, it, I think it's a really good thing to point out because. I think a lot of people just dive into these props and go, okay, I'll bet this, 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 and this, whatever. These things do move. Like These are very heavily wagered on, and these are, these things garner a lot of action. There are a lot of sharp bettors who go out there and bet these things early on in the week to shape the market. I think some props we can get into, uh, they should probably wait because I think that like, numbers will go up, but they still can't help themselves, and they bet them anyway and drive them down. Uh, regardless, though, that was one of the big moves in the prop market. Total number of different players to have a rushing attempt, 8.5 over minus 150 to 8.5 over minus 360. Do you think Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets a carry? Do you think he gets a touchdown here? Because that's also been thrown out. <laughs> I mean, look, it's kind of thrown around. I, I, I hope he does not personally because I got some Isaiah Pacheco bets, and I and I want uh, CEH to kind of stay on the sidelines right. more so and let Pacheco keep getting those reps. I don't know. It's weird because you're coming into the biggest stage and look, he's, he's been a part of these big games with Kansas city and we know what he's capable of, even though maybe he hasn't necessarily lived up to some expectations. So I don't know. I feel like he probably gets a couple handoffs. It really depends on the tempo of this game. I think if Kansas city clearly is trailing early and they have the pressure on him, they're not really going to throw him out there and just hope he can make something happen in the final game of the season. But if they have a somewhat comfortable lead in the second half or maybe toward the end of the first half, yeah, I'll probably get some reps here or there. But if it's kind of just looking more normal, still back and forth, realistically, I'd probably guess he's going to get like a couple handoffs or just be in for a couple of snaps. But uh, look, all you need is the one to get there. And I think he probably will get one. And the thing, too, of course, is you're counting on a random guy getting a handoff because you got Mahomes, Pacheco, McKinnon. And then CEH, right? There's mm-hmm. your four right there. And then they're probably going to hand it off to a receiver at some point. They usually do something like that. And then for Philadelphia, obviously, you got Jalen Hurts, Gainwell, Sanders, Boston Scott. Maybe they hand it off to a random guy. Maybe they don't. I think you rely more on Kansas City to do that. But 
it definitely makes sense why the juice came in heavily on the over. I wouldn't want to lay that right now, now that it's at like $3 or wherever you said it was exactly, but you probably do get nine people getting a handoff in this game. Speaking of running, let's tie this into Patrick Mahomes because you and I were talking about this uh, off Mm -hmm. the air. One of the big moves as well has been the rushing yards by Patrick Mahomes. And I I think this is one where like the market, it was really like William Hill, who was with us earlier, mentioned this. I still think this is playable now, even though there's been quite the move. Some spots opened as low as 10.5. We are up to 20.5, 19.5, depending on where you shop around for this price when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and his rushing yards. You see right there, Bet MGM's has 19.5. She had a, you know, a pick, minus 125, 115, excuse me, on both sides. Um, I think the market is still pretty low here on Mahomes. And I think people should also understand, Danny, he, his running has dipped even before the injury to his ankle. Like, he wasn't running as much at all. The first, mm-hmm. I think if I have this right, I think it was six out of the first eight games, he ran for over 20 yards, and then it was like, whatever it was, like two of the last 11 or something like that, he only ran uh, for more than 20 yards. So it was like really down in the second half of the year. Having said that, this is a guy whose props are regularly in like the mid-20s or so, and the market opened up super low, and is still at the point where 19 and a half, after two weeks off with this ankle to rest, rehab, get everything ready, I think the market is still pretty low here. If you're getting anything under 20, and I still even say over 20 and a half is fine and perfectly playable, but there's plenty under uh, the 20 and a half mark. I bet over 17 and a half. I think Mahomes is that that number has moved, but I don't think it has moved enough yet. I'm kind of scared with this one. And it's not even (laughs) necessary. Look, it's not even necessarily because of the injury. I mean, it certainly plays a role, don't get me wrong, but it's with this Eagles. I mean, here's the thing, right? If the Eagles are going to have pressure, is it going to be Mahomes not having opportunities downfield and then just having to improvise himself? Do you think that he's going to be abandoning the pocket early on? Are they going to have these quick plays where they're just throwing it with quick screens, dump off slants, whatever it may be? I feel like with Mahomes in this rushing prop, the issue is you're probably going to be sweating this out to the very end because I think in the first half of this game, they'll know exactly what they want to do with these quick releases and very rapid passes like you saw against the Bengals, for example. He had just three rush attempts, eight yards. Of course, his ankle was a lot more hurt in that game. I had the same stat line against Jacksonville that game where he did hurt his ankle. Uh, yeah, so it's not really revolving around that, but I think, too, just because the number has moved so much, I wouldn't want to get involved, especially if it's at 20 and a half at 17 and a half. I probably wouldn't talk you out of it, but at 20 in the hook, I'd, I'd certainly say to be a little bit cautious with it. Uh, it's, it's considering that it opened up at 10 and a half too. I mean, that's a big movement when you're betting props in just one standalone game in any game in general, every single half number, full number, it all matters. And with a guy that we're not so sure is going but, to be mobile, it seems like a tough ask JVT. That's all. I'm saying. What if that 10 and a half was extremely incorrect though, in terms of a number, right? Like, yes, you missed out on it, but what if the right. number should have been, I don't know, 23 and a half. I guess then, yeah, it's wherever you in your mind have your number set. Like me personally, my limit would be like 20 and a half. So if it's over that, I wouldn't do it. But if you were right now, your number's yourself and you made it there. Yeah, if you feel comfortable. I made it 77 and a half personally. (laughs) All right, we'll take our break. We have plenty of room to work with. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, We'll take our break. We'll come back. We have plenty more to get to here on Live Bet Saturday. More prop moves, more of these exotic numbers. We'll get into some of the best bets that we have and sprinkle them throughout the show. Don't go anywhere here at VCID, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The big game is the perfect time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Sign up today, place a $10 wager on either team to win. Regardless of your wager's outcome, you'll receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. Just use bonus code SB100 when you make your first bet. That's SB100. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats the big game at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use bonus code SB100 to win $100 in bonus bets regardless of the wager's outcome in the big game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Rolling on here on Live Bet Saturday, Jonathan Von Tobel and Danny Burke with you. We were going over some of the uh, the prop movement that we have seen. We were discussing Mahomes. And for those who are wondering, too, like Mahomes rushing and receiving passing yards, they, everything has moved here, right? We had an opener of 288.5 at his passing yards up to about 290.5. Uh, Will Hill, the bold prediction. I mean, I, I don't know where we're at in a lot of places. Like some spots are as high as 294.5 for Mahomes. He thought that this might close like 305, I think, was the number he threw out there. Yeah. Um, that's quite a move if that's the case. I would bet that thing under if it got that high. Uh, but that has opened up at a 288. We'll call it an opener consensus of 288.5. Up to 294.5 over at BetMGM. Uh, his rushing yards, as we mentioned, 10.5 all the way up to 19.5 or 20.5, depending on where you look. His longest rush, this was a big move, Danny. Uh, his longest run, this is one where I could I could see maybe going under if you wanted to. It opened 6.5 up to 10.5, and, and his rushing attempts from 3.5 to 4.5. But what I wanted to hit on this one last point here with the rushing thing with Mahomes because um, you talked about the game plan and why it might limit it. The one thing that I think is a really interesting dynamic here is the Eagles pass rush because while the Eagles pass rush is dynamic and awesome, it just takes one of those pass rushing plays where the offensive lineman can get that pass rush to go behind Mahomes as opposed to right causing havoc. And if that pocket opens up, I mean, at a low number, especially if you're talking under 20, you get a, you can eliminate a big chunk of your rushing prop on one run. Sure. And then the three other carries, you see what you get, but you understand what I'm saying? Like once that pocket opens up for Mahomes, and if there's nothing there, uh, that's going to be something where you could see him maybe take off. And I can understand going over six and a half as the longest run, 10 and a half, maybe not, but right. They, I think that's why one, that longest run goes over and two, why you're looking at when you're talking about 10 and a half. I mean, think about that juxtaposition too, right? If we're talking about just the openers, if you were attacking these right away, a rushing yards prop of 10 and a half and a longest rush of six and a half. So even if, right, like even if the longest rush is accurate, you're saying that the longest run is going to put him with that three, within three yards of right. his total. Like that, those you're two things just that. didn't jive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, if you already like one, you're going to take the other realistically. Yeah. And 
like you said, too, I mean, if Mahomes is going to have an opportunity to get over this, it's going to be because of the pocket collapsing type of thing or they're getting behind Mahomes. He kind of evades through it like he always does. He's kind of, you know, putting the ball over the head of him or like, you know, he kind of like wheels it over and like skates through. And then everybody's already so deep downfield that that just opens up a lane. So I know I wasn't necessarily in love with betting this thing over. That's not me saying I would bet this under. I'm not doing anything with it. But that's all it takes is really the one run for him to get you at least into contention with getting over on this prop. So I would honestly, if it is at that low of a number, like a six and a half or something like that, as opposed to the 20 and a half, I would take the over for the longest run because I don't think you're going to see that many rush attempts. So if he's already not getting over his longest run, you're probably not going to get over the mark of 20 and a half, considering he's only run six total times the past two games with that hobbled ankle. I know he's had two weeks off, but you've also had two weeks to prepare in a different way to scheme around it. So you maybe don't have to utilize it as much. So I certainly think there's going to be at least one time where he gets a gap to run. And it seems like most often when these quarterbacks who say aren't running consistently like a Jalen Hurts, like a Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, right? When you get a guy like Mahomes who only does it maybe every now and then, when they do it, they kind of make the most out of it. Like I feel like when Aaron Rodgers scrambles, the dude goes for like 12 to 15 yards. Mahomes, maybe not that deep, but he usually gets a huge lane to run with because of how deep the receivers are and because of how much pressure's already been put on him. So if he's able to get by, yeah, that uh, that lane's going to be open for him. So I'd rather do the longest rush attempt more so than the total rushing yards if it's at like 20 and a half or above. So I, I think, when it, can we throw this back up? I, this is, since we're talking about rushing yards, uh, this is my like minus EV, like guilty pleasure bet, I guess. Uh, I've got a couple of things tied to Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, I took him at 14 to one to be the rushing leader for the game. Um, I took him for, how about this? There are some shops and actually there's one out in your neck of the woods that offers this uh, longest run of the game. You could get him at like plus seven fifty or eight to one just to have the longest run of the game. Kenneth Gainwell. And I don't know about you, but a guy that's been averaging like six yards a carry for the last, what now four games, five games. I think it is maybe even six. Um, I think that's something we're looking at with Gainwell, and he's got that big playability. I'm also this is where this is where it gets kind of dangerous in terms of handicapping some of these props, right? Where you don't want to tie it, and I think Adam Burke had a great point on this when I think he was on your podcast. I think it was on the the pro betting podcast, pro football betting podcast, where you don't want to tie too many of your props into like a singular game script, right? Because right. if you're if you're right, sure, like you could have a really good day. You could also get totally popped in the mouth if you have everything tied into like kind of one single game script and everything goes against you. So I've got like a couple of things tied together as opposed to everything all tied into one game script. And one of the things that I have tied together is kind of like an anti Miles Sanders play. So like under Miles Sanders rushing yards and uh, Jarek, excuse me, Jarek McKinnon, Kenneth Gainwell to have the longest run, Kenneth Gainwell to be the rushing leader, uh, both at plus prices. Like those are the things that I've approached here, but from a rushing leader standpoint, uh, what do you think of my angle of I'm just going to kind of use these and play against Miles Sanders uh, in a certain way? I like that a lot. I am actually in on a bet for Miles Sanders under 13 and a half rush attempts at minus 110. So I'm with you in, in terms of just fading Sanders. Like the past two games, I mean, look, Sanders had 17 carries against the Giants, JVT, but that was a complete blowout. And you could give the guy as much rush attempts as you want. And then in their game against the 49ers, Kenneth Gainwell was actually the leading rusher in terms of rush attempts and rushing yards. So if you factor that in, all right, then you at least have a chance knowing that it's a running back by committee in the last game and games beforehand have been led by Kenneth Gainwell. But also because, and correct me if I'm wrong, you and I both on the side of Kansas City more so than we are on Philadelphia. I don't know mm -hmm. if you officially bet the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs yet, I but plus I, I took two. Plus 109 money okay. like that, yeah. So yeah, so we're on the same side with Kansas City then. And at least in terms of how I think this script is going to go, kind of like I feel like Kansas City gets on the board first, and that's going to put more pressure on Philadelphia to change their offensive game plan to where it's not like, oh man, all right, we could just keep handing the ball off and keep methodically working our way downfield. We have to actually throw the ball to keep up with the best quarterback by far that we've seen this season. And even if they are handing the ball off still and doing it fairly consistently, this isn't a normal game. At some point, you're going to have to abandon that if it's a close matchup with Kansas City or they're trailing. And you have two other guys, three other guys that you utilize being Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell and Jalen Hurts himself. So I'm with you in terms of not buying in on Miles Sanders. 
I, like I said, did under 13 and a half rush attempts. Wouldn't disagree if you did under rushing yards. And I do like that angle of Kenneth Gainwell and especially the longest run. I might look for that one. I like that approach. Yeah, I think I mean, the kid's explosive. So that's yeah. the other part about it. Like big playability wise here. I mean, uh, when you're looking around, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. So in Gainwell right now, right, yeah, rushing leader 14 to one over at BetMGM. I would say I don't think you're getting enough there with uh, Patrick Mahomes at 20 to one. I don't think you should be betting it. Uh, you should probably have a little bit more uh, meat on that bone if you're talking about Patrick Mahomes leading the game in rushing. Uh, but that's yeah. another thing. All right, so let's talk about the third option on this list then, Jalen Hurts. And we'll get to him as a passer coming up in the second hour. But in terms of him as a runner, what are you expecting out of Hurts and what you expect from him like from a health perspective that maybe leads to him going over or under his rushing prop. Uh, right now, if you're talking about rushing yards for Jalen Hurts, it got, it got bet up to 50 and a half. Uh, you saw him as the third option in terms of rushing leader. Just strictly Jalen Hurts on the ground. What are you expecting from him? It's really tough to kind of get a gauge on it because in that game against the Giants, he certainly seemed a tad bit more conservative in terms of risking his body and throwing it on the line with some of those rush attempts. It's not like... He was immobile. He had nine carries for 34 rushing yards, but he wasn't necessarily going nuts with it. But then against the 49ers, when they were up pretty comfortably, they were still sneaking the ball with him, which seemed like a bold move at that point. I had 11 carries for just 39 rushing yards in that game as well. So look, the number's at 50 and a half now, and you had two kind of walkover games and you didn't get over that mark. Now you're going up against a team that I think is better than you. And again, will alter your game plan to where you may need to throw the ball more. And if you're throwing it, obviously that could correlate to hurt scrambling more and getting later in the game some opportunities to pad those rushing stats. So, uh, look, I get it. It's kind of like the Mahomes thing for me, though. I would probably not play it, but I would almost be a little bit more inclined on the under than I would on the over. But I'm not going to talk anybody out of it one way or the other. Did, did you have any conviction with Hurts in his rushing yards? No, I, I tend to lean under. Um, I, I'll be fascinated to see, like, you know, obviously what his workload is going to be like. I also think, though, again, talking about script and the way I think this might play out, I think this might be a situation where Hurts is going to be forced to throw it a little bit more. Uh, I think sure. this Chiefs team is just going to go, we're loading up. And if you want to beat us, you beat us, because uh, I think we'll take it that perspective. But we'll get more on that in the second hour. We continue on live bet Saturday. It's been a good one so far. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 